We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Hello, welcome to Shows What You Know, your television podcast where we analyze and break down all the creative processes and writings and thinkings behind all the latest, greatest, and also the oldest TV shows. Uh, my name is Jacob Burrows. And I'm Jim Scampoli. And uh, I do not want to live in a weird post-apocalyptic world. Hmm. What role do you think you would fill, Jim? Um, I would be like, um, I guess I'd be an I. <laughs> I guess, I, I would also guess you'd be an I. Uh, <laughs> I assume. I'd probably be like one of those, uh, Marthas, uh, yeah. whatever they're called. I mean, this is a side question for everyone, uh, tuning in. We are discussing, uh, Handmaid's Tale, The Handmaid's Tale, episodes eight to ten, because we kind of watched a bit many in the first part, but now we're discussing the end of season one specifically. And I did wonder the the ha- the lady who's like cooking in the main household, she's called Rita, but other serving girls are called Martha. Is there a rule for that? I mean, not that they need to explain that. I was just wondering if there's some sort ah. of rule, like a upper class servants. Are they allowed to have names or different names or how does that work? That's a good question. Is it just that her job is she's a Martha? Or do, or do they call them all Martha? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, I think they they're all like named Martha, but the that one isn't. So I'm not sure. Maybe she's better. I say leave in a comment below well, if you know, please. Did the other people call her Rita? It's mm, a good question. Or did only um, Offred call her Rita? I feel like other people did, but uh, I'm a bit fr- uh, like I watched this a little while ago, and you have it fresh in your mind, more yeah. or less. I mean, the ending anyway. Because so. I don't think I don't think they're like I don't think there's a you know like you're a captain or a corporal or a Rita. I don't think because uh, <laughs> I, I do yeah. think Rita was either her name and she or, was a Martha, or it was like uh, Fred and. Uh, Serena or whatever gave her the name Rita at, mm. the, at the most. I'd imagine. Maybe Serena, Rita, Rita. Nah, who knows? I, I I would assume that it doesn't matter that much. But anyway, we're here to discuss <laughs> uh, the last episodes of Handmaid's Tale, a show that showed a lot of promise in the beginning. I believe it did all the way through. That's my take on it anyway. How do you feel, uh, spoiler free, just about the ending here? Um, I, I, I liked it. Uh, I didn't re- I assumed though, I assumed this was the end, the end of the show. Like, but then mm. I looked it up and I realized this is actually how the book ends as well. Yeah. And it's not like this is a series of books. So I was no. actually really surprised by that because I was kind of like, I was kind of cheating. I was like, you know what? All right. I want to see what the book, uh, what, what happens in the book? Yeah. Uh, once I saw the ending and then everyone's like, oh no, no, this is what happens in the book. This is where it ends. So, um, I, I, I don't hate it though. Usually an ending like this, I probably would have hated, but, uh, but I enjoyed it. Right. So, uh, I also liked the ending, although I felt that it wasn't very climaxy. Uh, and there's like, I felt like it should have maybe had two episodes more or two episodes less or something like that. But uh, as you said, it's how the book ends, I suppose. I didn't know that. Uh, but that makes sense. That adds up. I could see it ending like that. And then you're left with an empty feeling uh, after you finish the book and you really think about society. But guess what? We're in the golden age of television. So we're going to get to see what happens next. Um, well, the thing great. is, I, I, I started seeing the writing on the wall, I guess. Um, I guess probably by the end of episode eight or somewhat in episode nine, I just started preparing myself that, okay, this is going to be more of, this is clearly going to be like an emotional climax. This is not going to be, this is not going to be a thing, even with the package and all that stuff. I like, this isn't really going to be some crazy thing that happens. It's going to be more of an emotional climax. So that's what I was preparing myself for. And sorry, I've been distracted because I've kept searching this Rita thing. There was also a Cora. There was oh. a Cora Martha. Okay. I guess they have names then, and they're just Marthas. 
that would make more sense because it would get super confusing. Yeah, uh, Martha. No, you, not who? you. No, the other one. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Martha's often gossip amongst each other. All right, forget it. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, well, um, what was it you were saying before that bit about? Oh no, I was just uh, saying. Yeah, I was just preparing myself. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna be. I, I, I mean, I wasn't so much sure if it was gonna be a cliffhanger and. Uh, but I, I was definitely, it was going to be a thing. And then once, well, I mean, we're not spoilers yet, but it's definitely, I was like, oh, it's going to be more of an emotional climax, something personal and, or like emotional is going to hit more than anything like a, yeah. like a revolt or a riot or, or anything like that, or even like a terrorist type attack. Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, a, like a real book, you know. Everything's based on young adult novels these days. Yes. And yeah. uh, this is more a literary novel. Uh, that's why I hadn't read it. So that's why it's like, uh, yeah, likely to end with, and then the world continued, and the leaves fell, and so on. Well, uh, and I read a little bit more about the book ending, and I mean, I'll talk about that when we get into spoilers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, let me see. Oh, no. Okay, I'm saving that. We had a little bit of feedback, but I'm saving that for spoilers as well. Okay. I mean, should we make a very short spoiler-free section? I don't think there's that much to say. Was... Yeah, I mean, and plus we're already... Like, it's hard to be spoiler-free because we're already more than halfway through yeah. the season. We're just kind of covering up these these last few episodes. But just to say, overall, the, I, this show was really great. And I know... Um, I've I've poo-pooed people that say this about other shows, but because like I say, like my man mantra is that everything looks good, but this show looks fucking great. Yeah, uh, and I know it's it's it even saying it, it feels like such an empty uh, praise, but like there's some shots uh, in the finale, like with the choice of like the snow and the gray haze, and then their red robes and stuff, like. Even I was kind of like, holy fuck, this show looks amazing. Yeah. And often when you say a show looks good, it's almost like that's the thing you have to say about it. And it's all, uh, often like it looks good, meaning they're doing a lot of crazy visual stuff. And maybe mm. that's kind of distracting you. Maybe that's not what's making it great. I don't know. Maybe like a show like American Gods, for example. <laughs> American Gods looks great. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. It looks so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we should get into spoilers then. Well, and, um, and one other thing as far as on yes. the style, because, yeah, it's it's more than just visual. Like, it is like a whole style. Like, the way yeah. the way the there's always that golden light coming in the windows, and it gives you this feeling of, like, ah, just outside that window is freedom, but, mm -hmm. you know, we're stuck here. Uh, and, like, the way that it's in every scene and it's, it's really kind of dark in in almost every scene as well. Uh, the lighting and everything it's handled really well. And the, just the style, like the camera work, it's, it's all very, um, I mean, obviously on purpose, but it feels, I don't know. It does. You have that feeling that someone knows what they're doing and yeah. not in a, this would look cool kind of way, but this all serves the story, the mood and then the choice, the the other style choices with the pop music they use, it's such a weird, I don't know, it's not really like, um, like it's, I don't know, it's just, it's such a weird, like a way to elevate it, and it, it all fits really well. So I don't know, it's great, you should be watching this show. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot in the, in the first discussion about the use of color, or uh, yeah. yeah, fair bit, and, and that's... Another example, as you say, the the look, everything feels like it's thought out and not just done because it's it's pretty comprehensively put together. Like they thought about every aspect of it. And the pop music feels like something I would dislike in another show where they're just like they're doing it because it's silly. But then also we're doing they're playing it straight and trying to be cool about it. And that wouldn't always work for me. But as you say, they put it together with a lot of skill. Um, and yeah. That covers it, I think. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will just one thing. Like the pop music, okay. I guess, kind of fits. Sorry, I keep uh, pushing no, no, that's fine by me. And, and the kind of the reason why the pop music fits is because the way they use the narration, because the narration, uh, it's it really gives you an idea of, um, like, Offred or June, like how she truly is, and you have to see her be 
like so subservient in every scene, but then you get a you get a true hint of like she's like a kick-ass chick, you know what I mean? But like just obviously in such a fucking horrible situation. And then yeah. I don't know, the music fits as this weird like other look into her point of view and her attitude. So uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Typically, it would be like uh, annoying, but uh, it feels like it's just it's another thing serving the story. That makes sense. And I mean, voiceover in general and people describing what's going on, it's often used as a sort of lazy trick. I mean, mm. it often helps even when it's lazy. It's like it does the job. That's why people keep using it, pulling you into that character's point of view. Yep. But here it's really hard to imagine this show without, uh, without the voiceover. Yes. There were a few episodes where we were going into other people's flashbacks in a way that seems a little strange that we have her voiceover but we're going into other people's flashbacks like we're, we're sort of pulled away from her mind and so on although most of the time that was a refresh like a refreshing thing to see some other bits but um but i don't know it the the voiceover stuff i don't know how the show would look without it what do you think yeah i agree because it's, it's such a driving force because the show is also so um so depressing and dreary yeah and it's and not like it, it doesn't it's not like it elevates it or change it that much but it gives you a little kind of like a little place to like just a, just a little bit it, it raises it a little bit above that and and because you'd be you're rooting for her either way because people are treating her like shit in, in this horrible situation but like knowing like being with her in her head with the voiceover uh i think just kind of gets you more on her side and kind of gives you a little bit more hope i guess yeah i think the snarky main character uh girl or boy could be from one of those young adults novels i mentioned earlier yeah That's something that would be in one of those and be annoying the the real reason i think we need voiceover is that she has a gag over her mouth not literally but she like she cannot speak she cannot mm -hmm. say what she needs to and she only speaks to us i think that's the reason it, it works here and it wouldn't work in a show you know with just teenagers hanging out and we get the same sort of voiceover <laughs> yeah, oh my god true. and then they say the same thing and yeah. oh uh, and some other shows we've also discussed where there's voiceover and then like wait who's the who are you who am i talking to what is even happening here oh are, are you listening are you this are you that boring stuff compared to this agreed yeah because and and also it, it would just seem so much more hopeless because it, it i mean it already is so hopeless but just knowing that she has that fight and uh that like her true self inside because it, it, it even lends more to certain scenes when people are like really treating her like shit and you're like ah oh, just fucking punch this person even though you know like it'd be like death <laughs> But yeah. you, since you know how she really is, you, you, I don't know. It, it makes it hurt more, kind of. That makes sense. Spoilers? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's get in those spoilers, brah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, you want to go through like the summary of what happened in each episode? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's only left. a few episodes. So mm -hmm. uh, we kind of get we, we kind of get more of a sense. In episode eight, we start getting a sense of like this world because um, he uh fred i guess since she's yeah. off fred fred's like oh you know oh here's uh here's some makeup you know shave your legs let's let's dress up look all cute like and it's and like in this mysterious thing like what's going on and then mm -hmm. he's taking her on this journey he's you know going through a checkpoints and one checkpoint she pretends uh that she's his wife and then at another checkpoint she has to completely hide because women not even women are allowed in this area of uh, Boston where they're going. Yeah. And then we find, you know, the, the underbelly strange sex club that, uh, you know, very typical and what you'd expect with men in power. They want to preach one thing and then live this, like the dark seedy underbelly in their, in their quote, private life. Yeah. And sadly it makes sense. As you yeah. said, it's what you'd expect. Um, because of course, showing even more that the whole concept of Gilead is a ridiculous, uh, lie. Uh, so that's fun. They, they call them Jezebels though. So that makes it different, uh, than calling yes. them sex slaves and prostitutes. So, yeah. so that's fine. Um, yeah. And Alfred spots Moira uh, working in the club and they have a short reunite. Uh, they, they reunite in the bathroom, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which was pretty emotional as far as I remember. I mean, Moira, I don't think any of us thought she was dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we Janine... even said for sure in the first uh, our first podcast on this, really, guys, yeah. she's got to be alive, right? Yeah, because it's just mentioned offhand as a way to push her down further, and then now she's lifted up much more from... Uh, uh, from uh, seeing her alive. So, yeah, uh, they have a little brief uh, reunite moment, but yeah, I'm just reading the uh, summary here because it's been a little while. We have yeah. Nick trading drugs and pregnancy tests and all that for alcohol uh, with one of the Marthas. And, <laughs> and yeah, and, and we get we get we get to see a little of Nick's uh, history. Um, That's right. He was just kind of what just. Just a jobless, like aimless dude. Um, you know, one of those people that it is interesting. They kind of touched on it a little bit in the earlier episodes with one of the handmaids. Like, it's weird to think that there are people that, hey, this is actually a way better, better. situation for me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this this in this weird world, like I'm, I got higher stature than I ever had in the old like quote normal way of life. Um, because he has a chance meeting with some dude at uh, like a like an unemployment office where this unemployment office, the guy that was like giving him shit. No one's like that. No one's like, hey, hurry up, pal. I'm trying to get a job, too. What are you doing? Why are yeah. you talking to the social worker about getting a job? Uh, <laughs> You're useless already. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I was referring to when I was like, hmm, did we need this? I mean, it's fine, but what do we really find out about him? Was there something I forgot? Because I, as far as I remember, he goes to that place, talks to that guy, oh, he can't get a job, then he gets a job as a driver, then he becomes an I. That's about it. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of a we- another way of like giving him more gray area because you start to wonder, like, okay, well, if he's an I, like, because they already try to play him up as you know, the smoldering love interest or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a little bit a little bit more to show that he hasn't been involved in this from the beginning, like, you know, Fred and Serena or whatever. Yeah. Just a way to show he kind of stumbled into it. And then it's also kind of an interesting way to uh through his flashback we learn the beginning, like how they came up with the quote ceremony. And it all oh, yeah. kind of ties in with them going to the Jezebel sex club because they're like, well, clearly, you know, we should round up the fertile women and and make sure that they're mating with men of high stature. And they're like, how are we going to sell this to our wives? (laughs) And it's and it's, you know, because as a Bible layman, I just assume like, oh, clearly this is all in the Bible. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have the ceremony that's on page 48. And clearly this is some weird thing from the old testament so it's just another way in case of apocalypse pull this lever and that will cause the ceremony to be instated and yeah and yeah it's just another way to kind of get into that and show like the hypocrisy um and then and on top of that it's you know there's that weird bubbling i don't know if it's mostly in this episode but throughout these episodes there's this you know bubbling storyline of the potential that there are some people in this uh government that are uh tr- i don't want to say true because i'm sure they're they're hypocrites in their own way but you know that guy has that thing about like we're gonna clean up gilead so yeah there, there's like the real religious nuts that aren't gonna let some of this weird uh behavior fly yeah that's true and uh th- i mean that person who was saying like uh, we need to round up the fertile women and all that. He was then, uh, Nick turned him in because he was the one also going against the rules. And that's when they were like, oh, we got to clean this up. I mean, it yeah. makes sense as far as getting into more of Nick beca- for people who like Nick or care about Nick, I suppose. Yes. That's the thing. That's the that's the dividing line. I'm sure this episode would be quite uh, interesting to see those bits if you care about Nick, I, which I don't. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I do. I, I, I see the kind of need for it especially when we start to get into the ending Mm -hmm. because it's there's going to be a lot of as until we get you know the new season if your theory on what's really happening there is going to be very dependent on what you believe or think about nick and what he's truly up to yeah 
So uh, Moira has her, she's really had her spirit crushed at this point, and she says, like, forget about escaping, no one gets out, stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of disheartening for, for uh, our main character because, she, like, Moira was the person driving all the escape attempts. She was the one who actually got out as far as, uh, as far as Offred, what's her name again? Uh, June main character June June. Yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, June. I always I'm terrible at names myself. So. Yeah. So as far as June knows, I didn't want to keep calling her Offred. <laughs> as far I feel uncomfortable doing that. So, <laughs> as far as Offred's uh, June's concerned, uh, Moira was like the one who got out, or at least died trying. And seeing her spirit broken is even worse. Uh, yeah. Because that's like her, she was her like hero figure more or less she was the one who always kept fighting and had the plan and idea and now june realizes that she needs to do more of that stuff uh probably because yeah she she gets back uh she carves into the wall you know you're not alone into the yep. closet uh what more is going on we get the flashback to the suicide of the pe previous offered too where oh, Ser yeah. serena says what did you think was going to happen and uh, letting us know that this has gone on before Fred is Fred is a real rascal as far as I'm concerned. Yes, and then and then we get like um, we do have a you know uh, kind of a, a very young adult esque young adult novel esque scene in the uh, kitchen, I believe, where Nick tells June his name, oh, yeah. like I'm Nick Blaine, like yeah, because I'm kind of with you. The I'm I'm uh, weirdly enough, I'm interested in the Nick character. But I'm not really interested in their uh, the relationship. Their will they? Won't they? Relationship. I mean, yes, yeah. they will. They will. Uh, and and oh yeah, this this episode does open up with her in bed with him, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, like I, I do think it's it, it does show a little bit of a difference because maybe just seeing that Moira's alive, even if she's broken, it does change Offred a bit because now she knows both like her husband's out there somewhere. And now she's, you know, had her reunion with Moira. So she doesn't fully fall into the Nick, like, let's go have sex. Even if he's like, I'm Nick Blaine. Now you know my name. And she's just like, you know, in his name or whatever. It gives him like a nice sarcastic uh, religious response and like leaves his ass fucking hanging with blue balls in the kitchen. Uh, and then, but uh, wait, uh, he's the one who ends the relationship, though. That's the oh, thing. Oh, he? Ah, fuck. Yeah, I, I guess I I remembered it completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing that I was like, uh, you were saying great stuff there about how she found out about Moira and Luke. So maybe yeah, no, she... you're right. Now, nah, yeah, yeah, I fucking completely uh, <laughs> you remembered that wrong. Yeah, your version. <laughs> I changed. Like it. I wrote my own. Yeah, makes more sense to me, kind of, because that's uh, where they break up or he breaks up with her and she's that's really right upset. that's why she's upset i forgot mm -hmm. and then insult to injury she gets a gift from uh serena little dancing is, girl yeah the music box and you know they have that nice moment where she's like ah how perfect a girl in a box who uh, can only come out to dance when someone else opens it mm, yes so that brings us into episode nine the bridge where uh, we have the new daughter of uh, Janine, who's being baptized and handed over to, handed over to the family, her Chris and her Angela. Hmm. I I did think this was interesting because it was, I, I, they didn't outright say it, but they were hinting that through this ritual, like the 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 handmaid has to like willingly give up the child. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like they have ways, obviously, where they're gonna even if you, if you try not to, they're gonna make you. But they they were uh, trying to put on this ceremony where it made it seem like there was a chance that maybe she wouldn't do it, and that like they were worried about that or something. So I, I do think that was like a weird, interesting hint at just like kind of like how we saw when she was giving birth, and then the other lady has to pretend she's giving birth yeah. as well, like all their creepy things. Um, I mean, not that I ever think that there is a way she would have been able to keep her child, but just it was an interesting look that they have this like phony ass thing where it's like, no, she's willingly giving up her baby. 
Yeah, yeah, that's they really like to pretend, and all the world building around that of all their little creepy ritual bits, they all click just like the visual style we were talking about earlier. It kind of adds up, and the Jezebels and everything, mm -hmm. all the little corners we get to explore of the world, uh, it's all quite interesting. I'm interested in knowing what the colonies are because I feel like in the book maybe it's never even explained or whatever. It seems like something with nuclear waste. Yeah, uh, that, that's what they've kind of talked about. Yeah part of america maybe nuked mm. away and then they gotta go and i don't know mine ore or uranium or something yeah uh, who knows um so yeah uh june's kind of worried about uh, about janine but aunt lydia's like she's tougher than you think which is wrong yeah which turns is not out true to be wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's she doesn't know her at all uh <laughs> so yeah she gets renamed to off daniel and taken yeah. to a new home where it doesn't quite go well during the first ceremony. She kind of freaks out and forcibly stops it and sobbing, which uh, I guess a handmaid can do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you totally uh, expect, like, they were just going like, to beat her up or fucking... But they're like, uh, off you're not abiding by the social rules. How awkward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happened to her after that. I mean, did she get arrested or she was taken away for more programming or something? Um yeah, yeah, because yeah, basically the next time we see her, she's on the bridge, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So um, also going on, we have uh, June finding out from one of the other handmaids about the resistance group Mayday. And she's like, guess what? You got to go to the Jezebels. And she's like, oh, man, I was just there. I was just at Jezebels. <laughs> Could have gotten it. Damn, yeah. that would have been easier. Instead, she has to seduce uh, the commander into taking her there again because she agrees to this to this plan. Like in the last second, uh, the other the handmaid's like, oh, and by the way, tonight is probably the best Ugh. night for it. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> this show is really good uh, internally within the episodes, I think, of like... Uh, presenting conflict raising st stakes and like making mm -hmm. stuff irreversible like she's either got to do it or not um and she does it in this yeah moment. i was so annoyed that they were like you gotta do it tonight i was like you guys fucking serious <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so they she convinces uh, um waterford to go and then she has to have sex in the room and pretend to enjoy it or something yeah, and then and she tried to drop subtle hints like oh what about it having a drink you know go have a drink at the bar Mm -hmm. And then in an even more horrifying scene, he presents Moira to her, yeah. believing that that was the reason June wanted to go back, which is not true, but it made made so much sense. And then it's so weird. It's like, is he gonna make them have sex? Is what yeah. she was ever going through everyone's mind? I'm sure. Sadly, it was kind of well. Luckily, he was kind of more cool than that. He was like, I'm just going to have a shower later. Yeah. And then yeah. they get to have <laughs> a little... Uh, hang out. Uh, yeah. Well, that's one thing with this show that... Um, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. But, like, not even just this scene, but, like, the constant scenes where, like, Offred's walking around the house and then, like, meeting the commander. I'm always like, what are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> someone could just walk in this room. Or yeah. even, like, uh, going back to, like, the kitchen scene when, like... He's like kind of kissing her. He's like close and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, dude, someone could just walk in. What do you do? What are you people doing? Yeah, uh, I guess I guess the commander walking away. What would he worry about? Like there are guards everywhere. So mm -hmm. I, I suppose there it's not like they could just run off. But I'm always like, Jesus, these people are like pretty fast and loose. Yeah. In this uh, this fucking terrible society. Let's leave the handmaid with the Mexican ambassador. I'm sure she won't say anything negative. Yeah. Uh, when all a bunch of handmaids have apparently been scribbling notes to get out to like tell everyone how awful it is. It's a lot of handmaids writing those things um, to get out and say how fucked up everything is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's later. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have uh, they have sex and then like. Oh, but how about the bar? And uh, no visit to the bar. Just go back without a package. Uh, June does get to say to Moira, hey, there's a package. Get the package. But she's like, no, there's no way out. This is Gilead. And she's like, come on, you're Moira. Do something. Um, yeah. Which does get through to her uh, later, luckily. <laughs> which makes yeah. sense. I mean, we don't really get to be that much inside Moira's head. But either way, her being broken off screen before we see it and then her being convinced as well and find getting the package at the end of the episode through the butcher. <laughs> and she writes like, here's your fucking package or something like that. <laughs> it, uh, was a, it was a great... Um, great moment. 
Yeah, because because I wasn't sure if it was just uh, when when she gets the package at the butcher shop. I was like, oh, was it a weird test or they just wanted to see if she could get there? Like, I honestly, I didn't even think that Moira somehow got it there. That wasn't even a thought in my head. Yeah. And then it was like, here's your package, bitch. And I was like, yeah, Moira. Woo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the big thing in, at this episode is, of course, the bridge, the bridge scene where uh, June's woken up and has to go and try to convince Janine uh, to give the kid back and to not jump uh, and all sorts of things. Yeah. And... Um, what are what were her arguments again? I think her argument was we're gonna get through this. We're gonna be okay, and you and I are gonna go have a drink one day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're gonna things are gonna go back to normal, and yeah, we're gonna have uh, a. Uh, what, what I really liked of how they did with this with this character, um, uh, Janine. Uh, yeah, Janine. I was gonna say off Warren. What else? Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Janine. Because I mean, she's. She is that character, and she's pitched as this character at the beginning as she's, like, the crazy, like, kind of mean girl in a way because she's the one, like, but they take care of her. But, like, she's the one that's like, yeah, you know, Moira's dead, uh, you idiot, and I'm, I'm pregnant, and this is great. So you, you start to wonder if they're going to pitch her more as kind of a villainous handmaid or something. Mm. But it's just... She had like, I mean, they all have tragic lives going on right now, but you just see that she's has such a tragic life and the way it's affecting her, but they still look out for her. And even dumb aunt Lydia has like a soft spot for her. <laughs> yeah. And, After taking her eye out. Yes. Yeah. Cause I do like the weird, even with like aunt Lydia, the weird hints of like, these are my girls. Say, yeah. I don't want to say morality, but yeah, yeah, it is like in her own way. Like, even the awful things she does, it's like, no, but that's for the good of civilization, but I still care about them. And you know, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, but I really like how they do it. And yeah, so she kind of talks about how things one day they'll be normal and we'll all get to hang out. And then she's even like, even Moira will be there. And it's like, yeah, and you got to do right by your child. Because also in this moment as a viewer, I completely understand why, you know, Hey, just, Jump off this bridge, yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. What, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no escape. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it it's heartbreaking and uh, it's handled really. Even though like you start to get the sense of what what exactly is going to happen, but uh, it's all handled really well and uh, it compl- it all makes complete sense like from character standpoint. And then the fact that June has to be in a situation of like she can really relate and even in a few episodes ago when she was broken down she could have easily been in this situation yeah uh but just knowing that her daughter's out there and her husband's out there and it all started with just seeing some writing on the wall at, you know mm-hmm. slowly built up more and more hope and just the fight to stay alive yeah but i feel like if she if there if there hadn't been that package at the end, she would have maybe taken a downwards turn here because yeah. it all adds up. Like she was just with Moira telling her, like, it's all gonna end one day and Moira's like, Nothing ever ends. This mm-hmm. should go on in eternity and then Janine's saying the same thing and she has to be uh brave because she knows uh Luke is out there, her kid is out there. Uh I think that's the argument she proceeds to when she can't convince her that things will be the same. You have to be strong for your daughter. Uh, yep. I don't remember the exact lines, but Janine is not buying it, though she does uh, buy that my daughter is going to live on at least. Uh, so she hands her over and then jumps. Yeah, and then it, and, and, and then it's such like a, it's kind of a bum out that they, like, because then we see that they saved her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. They <laughs> saved you. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's retrieved, and we see her comatose, and Aunt Lydia's there, like stupid girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but also the commander that she had before is led off by guards. That's gonna be a thing in the <laughs> in the next in the next bit because uh, because she, I mean, she was being abused by the guy, the commander there, who was taking all sorts of liberties, and and like because before we didn't even know for sure if she was being crazy when she was saying that no he loves me we're gonna go away together i mean uh, he was probably saying all sorts of shit to her yeah uh, 
leading up to the trial he gets in the next episode and the punishment. Well, and then also in this episode, uh, when Serena, like, because, like, again, speaking how fast and loose they are, because it's like they're at Jezebel's or whatever. If, I forget if that's what the club's called or whatever. Yeah, it is. And But then Serena's just, like, up, like, knitting or something. And <laughs> yeah. all I'm thinking is, like, all she has to do is, like, walk into it and be like, Oh, and Alfred, uh, one other, huh? But then I guess I guess they're trying to they're kind of saying that she does know what's going on, kind of, but she's like, you know, choosing to ignore it. Like, is that the vibe they're trying to give the audience? Do you think? Well, I don't know. She wants to go drink booze or whatever. Mm, because the commander, uh, no, sorry, Mrs. Putnam, who is like the the wife of the commander who abused Janine, she we see we see the, that commander being led away, and that's when that wife says to Serena that yeah. men don't change, and that's yeah. when she you know barges into the empty office and she's like, what? No yeah. one here? So, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, she probably could have done that earlier if she wanted to. Yeah, it's weird because I I don't know if they were still kind of hinting like. That um, because yeah, that all happens like after um, but I don't know if it was like the whole like they always say like you know a wife always knows even if they kind of don't want to admit it. Yeah, but I don't know. It it was just definitely strange because I'm just like, is are they showing her at the house awake? Because I just assumed everyone's asleep, but no, mm-hmm. she's awake because she's gonna figure something out. But she mm-hmm. just kind of has that moment with uh, with Rita where they kind of both share a drink and. That's you right. Know, have a little girl time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, to cap off the episode, Moira wasn't satisfied with just doing the package. She actually does kill a client, take, steal his clothes, and drive away in the car. This wasn't yeah. that hard after all, was it? Um, yeah, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. Because, I mean, I guess it's because we are with June and there's like all these layers of security over there at Jezebel's. I guess, you know, since they've gone through all those checkpoints, I guess it's a bit easier to get away, but. I mean, there's more than one girl there would kill a client given the chance, but hey, it's all also kind of off screen, so we accept it. But when it happens, you're also like, why doesn't June do that? Why, yeah. did, why didn't you do that, June? <laughs> uh, anyway, that fo- uh, brings us to the last episode, which is yes. called Night. Mm. And so, then we kind of yeah. see more of the beginning, like when June first arrives at where, you know, once, however they rounded them up. And she first arrives at their like school where they kind of get taught how to be a handmaid. Yeah, and she talks about this look that they all saw in each other's eyes. And before before the downfall, you never saw that look for more than an instant. But now it's just for weeks. Uh, I think that they're terrified. Um, is that the look she finally yeah. concludes with? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So um, at the start, Serena has found out about Jezebel's and uh, strikes Offred. Uh, June, and then forces her to pee on a stick to find out if she's pregnant, which I guess is black market because, oh, you know, pregnancy tests are the devil, uh, so they're not allowed. Got that on the black market, but finds out that she's pregnant, and then presumably Nick is the dad. Yes, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, so are we assume that Nick got the pregnancy test because he was like wheeling and dealing, or she just mm. got it from somewhere? I don't know. That could be the case, but then he shouldn't be so surprised when he finds out that they use the pregnancy tests. Yeah, very uh, true. But he was trading those two Jezebels for. But wait, no. Why would? Aren't they all infertile? Isn't that the point of Jezebels? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I no. Moira, so. Moira isn't. She was a handmaid. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even if. But she... I guess Moira was considered. What did they say? They had a thing where, like, she was considered a corrupting influence. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's true. Uh, Maybe they bit, did something. It's a bit vague for me because it feels like they wouldn't like even if she's a corrupting influence, they probably you know put her in a coma and then you go yeah. fuck her. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like Kill Bill. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but either way, pregnancy test. She's pregnant finally. Great. And, and it's it's such a it's a brutal like when she smacks her and her head hits yeah. the wall. It's really fucking brutal. And she is. It's uh, they they've had a few moments this season where. They've tried, like, well, they've tried. I think they've successfully shown, like, some sympathy towards Serena. But, yep. like, with this episode, it's complete, like, you fucking. And I mean, the show even says it. Yeah. You fucking cunt. <laughs> yes. Like, she's so fucking hateable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you really just want, like, 
you want that package to be a bomb that she puts under the bed or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, she she tells uh, tells the commander that she's pregnant, and guess what? The child's not even yours. You're weak. God would never allow you to pass on that weakness. So she's kind of lashing out in all directions here. Um, well, and one thing I thought that was interesting, and I didn't quite get. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Was this just to show that the commander is just you know, uh, just like a piece of shit, or like trying to uh, deflect the argument? Because he says like you brought. Uh, sin into this house or something like that like on your back and on your knees so does he just mean like like fucking him and then not fucking him or did she do like i i didn't i didn't get if they were trying to say that she did something in the past but i can't really see that she would have cheated on the commander you know what i mean no no i don't think so i think you're right about like oh you woman you woman and that's why i did this Okay, yeah, just the classic, like, shitty husband, like, you know, you won't give it up anymore. I had to go somewhere else. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. I would Uh, presume so. But, yeah, and and it's it's scary that she would tell him that it's not his because then you just assume, like, he's just going to do something to June or because he's just a fucking uh, petty piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and he, he, I mean, later in the episode, he he has uh, June and asks if it's his, and she says uh, says it is, and she's and he replies like, "You do that so well, talking about mm. lying." Yeah. Uh, and then, but I mean, later in the episode, he seemed to be all quiet and gentle with his wife, and like, "Oh, finally a baby," and like trying to be be all buddy buddy. Yeah. Who cares? I don't care about that. More importantly, we have uh, June going to see her daughter. Finally, and that heartbreaking scene where she really like becomes like an animal trying to get out of that car. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, <laughs> like a nice turning point where she just starts insulting Serena because she has no reason. She's pregnant now. She's not going to like kill her. She's going to be treated well so she can call her a fucking cunt, as you yeah. said, which is great. Uh, and, but And yeah, because yeah, it is like... That's what I was thinking. Like I was talking about where it'd be more like a weird, like emotional climax because at the very least, like when she's, um, when she's like has to go on her knees cause she got slapped, <clears throat> excuse me, where she finds out she's pregnant. And then, uh, you just want her to like unload on Serena when she's like, God has given us this grace. And she gives her a little bit where she's like, you know, you think I would pray to bring a, a baby into this house? Yeah. You think that I wanted this? And you're like, no, just unload. Let's do it. Yeah, because and then that's, ca- that's what we talked about where she doesn't get to speak. That's why we're yes. in a voiceover all the time. And finally, she can do that. So do yeah. it. And then, you know, because in, in this horrible, like, where Serena brings her to see her daughter. But, yeah, she's in the car. And then she gets uh, makes June watch her, like, have a moment, like, just talking to her daughter. And it's fucking, it's heartbreaking and terrible. And then... You get this little release because, yeah, she gets to yell at her and call her a fucking cunt and say that she's going to burn in hell. But yeah. then, like, I got to give it up to, um, what's her name? Like, Yvonne, yeah. Yvonne Strahovski. I remember from she was from Chuck, and she's in Mass Effect. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, but she, she I got to give it to her because she just gives her that cold, like, don't get mad or it's bad for the baby. Yelling is not good for the baby. <laughs> and that's kind of like a, like a nurse ratchet, like such a cold, calculating, evil bitch. And she has her own chip on her shoulder because she can't have a baby. Mm-hmm. And she re- helped write these laws that also like subjugate her in her own life. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's so layered and, you know, that's why the show's so good. And I mean, Obviously, the source material is so good because there's so much there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that she wrote laws that she's now she's not allowed to read the laws. Uh, it's it's kind of it's an interesting character just by that, you know. Yeah. Uh, in a smaller sequence, we have Fred at the trial of Commander Putnam. So of course, Fred is all like, eh, "Relax, we all <laughs> we all do stuff, right, guys?" And they're like, "What kind of stuff?" And he's like, uh, "You know, 
stuff because <laughs> he's obviously like not following the rules really so he wants to be lenient but then i mean we get some some connection to nick's storyline and everything because we see the guy who wants to clean up clean up gilead and they, their whole faction and in fact the wife said harshest punishment possible please for his oh. soul of course yeah. um so obviously they, to help him yeah so in the end they do amputate his hand after uh, sedating him yeah. Mm. yeah what a fun... I mean, I totally thought they were going to, like, castrate him or some shit. Yeah. I was waiting for that. But, yeah, they cut his hand off. And you're right. Like, the commander in this scene, it's so funny because everyone's kind of, like, uh, like sitting upright and very strict. And then he's just kind of, like, pouring some water. Like, ah, hey, you know, what? who here amongst us uh, hasn't done a weird thing? Or don't we have work? Don't we have more important work to do, guys? Yeah. And then... <laughs> And in a very similar, like, parallel to Serena, who kind of closed her own self out with these laws, like, now uh, the commander's seeing, like, oh, maybe, even though he was very instrumental in uh, setting up this society, maybe he, he didn't realize that, like, oh, wait, rules apply to me as well? <laughs> but I'm Hold the on. commander. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let he who is without blame cast the first rock. Ha, ha, ha. And they all get their rocks out. Um <laughs> Well, I guess uh, that ties into the next scene where we have all... Uh, well, well, first we get the package with all the letters that she opens. Um, mm-hmm. And those were all from Handmaids, right? As far as I heard in the in the voiceover of the... Yeah. Of the, yeah. Yeah, from my understanding. And, and, and it, it could almost... Um, and it could almost explain the voiceover that we're hearing as well. Yeah. Where it's like you can assume that uh, June wrote her own letter and put it in with the... the the pack as well uh so i kind of really like that because even if because i don't know if i guess based on the book or if they were even thinking like if this is only the one season we do it's uh even though they didn't have to explain the voiceover it was a nice way to do that because especially when she has that moment where she's like if i'm if i'm telling this story to someone that means like someone's getting it or or there's someone out there that's hearing it. So yeah. I, I, I liked how that all tied in. And, and like, as you said, gave her that extra. Because, yeah, this is at the point after she's her daughter has been threatened. Because uh, we kind of glossed over that. But, yeah, Serena also does say, like, as long as my baby's safe, so is yours. Yeah. So she's at another low point. Uh, but she gets kind of built up for reading all these other women's stories and struggles and how they're all fighting as well uh so yeah it was, it was, i thought it was a a nice little swerve and uh a nice like character moment yeah yeah and you totally expect it to be a bomb or something and yeah. that just makes a lot of sense it makes so much sense uh so then we have what's arguably the climax of the season where yeah. they go to uh, stone someone. It's another nice full circle thing where we did have this sort of punishment in the first uh, first episode and now we're coming around. We're, we're, we're again seeing the first process of becoming a handmaid, how that all happened in the beginning. And then we also get another stoning, but this time it's Janine who's brought out for endangering a child. And... I don't know. This is the only bit where I felt like it wasn't that big of a deal what happened, like compared to all the other stuff going on, like the secret letters and talking to the uh, Mexican ambassadors and stuff. I, I mean, I guess this stuff is out in the open, so it's kind of a big deal, but it's not that really that much of a big deal, especially for June, who's pregnant, so she's not going to get killed anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What did you feel about this whole sequence? Well, I... um. Um, I mean, I, I, I did, I liked it. I liked the moment, uh, it's a little different than when you're asking, but I, I liked the moment of when they like put out the stones and like you as an audience realize they're going to do a stoning. Yeah. And then one of the handmaids, Kazri is like, oh, I hate stoning. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like it hit the same, like I understand as far as for the show and like you're saying like out in public, it's like this big moment. But yeah, as the audience, like the letters and stuff like that probably hit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I did like that they're what they've been showing all season. And then in a weird way, like uh, what June says in one of her one of her voiceovers, like 
if you didn't want us to be an army, you shouldn't have given us mm. uniforms. Yeah. And this kind of solidifies that and puts June as kind of one of those like like leading forces, like yeah. the, one of those leading examples because they've slowly shown us how these women do stick together and they're bonded by their uh, crisis that they're all going through. So it was kind of a nice moment to show that. And then was it Alma that was uh, that gets like kind of smashed in the face or whatever? Uh, I suppose. I think so. Because so, yeah. I, I, she's just the only other name I remember because they like that's one of the ones they always say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because even that, because I wasn't sure for like at first I, I was like, oh, wait, how many armed guards are there? Are they just gonna start throwing stones at like the aunt or the, fucking, <laughs> or the dude? Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, nah, they'll get gunned down or whatever. Uh, but uh, just as a moment of that, of showing that, like, no, they, they, I guess it kind of doubles up with what the letters do, because the letters show that people, like, from all over, because I assume there are other communities like that. That's why there are so many. Yeah. Uh, that they are bonding and kind of having this understanding, and it's building that want more for this, like, uprising that I can't imagine how it could ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting because they're the most valuable thing they have. Uh, as a society, the handmaids, like even though it's a grotesque concept, uh, as it turns out with the Mexicans, uh, it's like, what do you think they're going to trade for? They're going to trade handmaids to them because that's the resource they have that no one else has. And yeah. so that's why they would never all get gunned down. Or if someone did gun them all down, that person would then get killed as well because you can't kill a bunch of handmaids, even if they're acting ridiculous, um, <laughs> according to their standards. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, not that I dislike the scene. It was just some of the other stuff was hitting a lot harder for me i don't know why why exactly but seeing moira get to canada uh and get all the get all the papers and stuff that worked really well for me where it did. we've been yeah. so stuck inside this and then finally seeing the outside seeing the nice friendly canadian hello uh to the u.s refugees was nice um well and especially like i mean we talked about it when we talked about the first uh more than half of this season and I mean, clearly this show is, like, hitting on real issues, obviously. Yeah. And with all this talk of refugees, it was I thought out that was a nice moment to remind people, like, even obviously outside of this show's universe, like, what it means to people to yeah. finally have a place. And especially, like, that moment when um, Luke shows up yeah. and they have, like, that, like, someone you know, the family and that she was on the list and all that. Like, it, it all worked really well. It was a nice emotional moment. I'm really concerned that they're going to do like a, like Luke and Moira get together. And then when June shows up, like, ooh, <laughs> like I, I kind of hope they don't like TV that up. But then Nick's there too. Well, if they don't have any source material, they might TV it up based yeah. on Game of Thrones and other stuff where they have to go yeah. off book. So. I'm concerned because I think it's such a nice moment and it's such a like for for June still being stuck where she is. It it, it does give you some sort of like catharsis for the show mm -hmm. that that she has that breakdown moment. And and even before that, where he's like, you could do whatever you want. You know, you could go read a book or if you want some more food and you, you, you realize like it's been so long that she's been able to just do whatever she wanted. You know? She's totally stunned. Like she doesn't say or do anything until Luke shows up, and that's when she breaks down. When yeah. he when he's like, uh, saying you're on my list, like list of family. Like of course you are. I don't yeah. know. I feel choked up talking about this. No. And I, <laughs> I I was getting choked up when I was talking about it too. Yeah, it just shows how how well done it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, like that really worked. It yeah. it, it really hit so well. And that's also to the point that the stuff with Janine, like I I, I like Janine kind of but she wanted to die anyway the stoning like of course they shouldn't stone her but it's not the biggest deal compared to all the other stuff going on but yeah. that said i don't think they were as you said earlier they're not trying to make it like a big climax like we didn't stone her hooray <laughs> it's more emotional as you say and all the different aspects are coming together and mm -hmm. and, and making for what's a satisfying climax i mean Maybe they could have used a couple of more episodes, but especially ha hearing you say that's how the book goes, it, it makes sense because it's also like we don't know why she's getting picked up, but it there's enough stuff where uh, it makes total sense that she would get picked up, and then 
as far as the book, not knowing what happens after, that also like adds to the tension inside the novel and inside the world of probably she just vanished like all the people on the trucks, but hopefully that won't be season two. Yeah, because uh, I guess in the book, like Nick says something to her in the book, but it's a little different. He actually calls her June. He says like, he's like, June, I'm with Mayday. Go with these guys or something. Uh, but there's still enough. It's still been disputed because there are still obviously people that don't trust him and that maybe it's just still a ploy. Because yeah. in, in the show, they do a little similar. Like he just says something like, just trust me, go with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So your thought is whether he is trying to get her out, even even if you don't think he like loves her, just for the fact that she's carrying his baby, presumably, mm-hmm. like where we could go with that. But yeah, it, it's it ends the same where it's just kind of she says the same like uh, like the voiceover is kind of like from right from the book, from my understanding, where it's like I leave my destiny up to this, and you know either I'm gonna go, this is either the end of me or a new beginning. Mm-hmm. But then I guess the book has this weird thing where then it gets into like historical notes and it's like 200 years in the future. These, this school is like studying. She left tapes. It, they were like oh. cassette tapes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to piece together like the continuity of the tapes and they're learning. It's Gilead has fallen and oh. things are like back to normal. And they're trying to figure out like this, this handmaid's tale basically. Mm. So it just sounds fucking annoying and <laughs> and weird. Yes. But that's literary. <laughs> I guess the tapes in the book were found in in Maine. So there's like still there's still a dispute on did she get away? Mm. Uh how did she get to Maine? Uh so yeah, it's it's really weird. They 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 still leave it they leave it very um up to you, but they also leave hints that at, at the very least the handmade Gilead land was taken down eventually and things got back to normal. So it sounds pretty bizarre. It's like we did a lot of speculation in uh, our first discussion of how season one would end. And we still don't really know. We don't know how (laughs) it ends because we were figuring it would give us information on how season two would look. And it's kind of done the opposite. Uh, Could be she goes to the colonies could be something entirely different. But, I mean, sadly, she she's probably not going to be in Canada because uh, yeah. then it feels like the show would end. The show would be done. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess at the very least, even if she gets to Canada, they have to get Hannah. So That's true. So it would still be like, we got to go back. And they, I think they've also set up enough of like, a, like a, even if June got to Canada, she wouldn't, even if it wasn't, about saving her daughter, she would want to go help the handmaids. Like, mm-hmm. I think they've kind of built that enough and between like their community and solidarity that she wouldn't want to leave them back to suffer. Kind of. That's true. She could become a mocking Jay or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't see them. I hope, hopefully Jesus, <laughs> hopefully not. I mean, yeah. Or Gilead could invade Canada or something. Mexico, who knows? That yeah. could be we interesting. Need more, we need more handmaids. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But I, I can almost assume, I, I'd i say the strong bet is, I, I don't know if June's going to be made to work in the colonies, but we're going to see more of that. That's whatever her journey is from where they take her, we're going to see see uh, like that fleshed out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe so. Um, let's see, our friend, this is just a short note, but our friend Jonathan, uh, let us know that he thought it should have ended with June killing Serena Joy when they were, en- the, when they were alone at home, and then she and the driver should go and dump her body, and then they're discovered when they go. <laughs> that was his opinion of how it should have ended. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. I would have loved to have seen her murder Serena. <laughs> oh my God. Was like yeah. I was saying. Can you imagine? So, oh, it, it would have been such a great uh like cheer moment like and and i guess you brought up game of thrones already um but this show this is one of the few shows that even in this just this first season it's built up those moments where you really want something to happen and they're kind of not going to give it to you and hopefully down the line they will because mm-hmm. like like we were talking about before when uh off runs over that uh that security guard i yeah. really was like fuck yes yeah. And it's similar to like when finally Joffrey dies, you're like, fuck yeah, thank fucking God, this dude's fucking dead. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I, that's why you got to renew this show. I need to see Serena get hers. Yeah. And I think what both shows have in common, they're really good at creating empathy. Uh, usually by putting someone in a horrible situation, both in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and here. But yeah, they, they managed to create empathy for our main character very quickly, for a lot of other characters. And that's why this show works. Because otherwise, if we did, like, how often do we watch movies and we're like, uh, special effects are okay, didn't really care about the characters. And that's when you yep. get a few hours to do it. But here they make you care. And that's why, I mean, the world building and how it looks, we said it looks great, but that doesn't really matter because they managed to make you care. They put you in her shoes and like even the smallest of victories is like, yes, do it. Yeah, you're kind of doing what Walter White does in the car after Tuco, after doing the exploding, (laughs) you're like, yes. That's always my reference for when I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like imagining Walter White in his car like, and that's uh, what I'm like here too. So great job, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, great job. Um, it has been renewed for season two, so I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So yes, yes. So I guess that rounds it up. Uh, please do send us your opinions to shows what you know show at gmail.com or just leave it in a comment on our website or our YouTube. Where you could also subscribe to the podcast and or the YouTube where we put our episodes. Absolutely. And you can find more of Jacob at awesomepedia.org, music, podcast, comics, all kinds of great awesome media. Mm. And, of course, Jim and Them has just passed 500 episodes with an amazing Mm -hmm. special, got an amazing soundtrack, too. You need to check that out for uh, the Jim and Them podcast. 500 episodes of great entertainment, and it's all free, except the Patreon stuff, but that's (laughs) not part of the numbers. It's great. Just check it out, jimandthem.com. And we probably should have said it at the start, uh, but I'll say it now here at the end where no one will hear it. But uh, uh, apologies as far as on this show is concerned. Between a few things, like you had mentioned, uh, I was getting ready for Jim and them 500 in the special, and then Jacob's had some computer issues. So we do apologize for some of the spotty releasing, but uh, we're getting back in gear. We're going to be ready with your shows, so uh, don't turn that dial. Very true. And of course, we are going to get into Game of Thrones. I mean, we didn't even need to say that, but it's coming up. So uh, we're going to get into it. I hope you are looking forward to it at home because I certainly am. And of course, also House of Cards, maybe some Fargo, some other stuff coming out. Uh, Preacher is out again, which was the very first show we ever discussed. Preacher season two is coming or it is out. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's out. It's like a few episodes in. I do want to watch that soon. Yes. Exactly. So if you have opinions on any of those shows, please send them in or suggestions for other shows. We're willing to go back in the past, too, not just look towards the future. Anyway, that rounds it up. See you next time. See ya.